to the Simply Healthy You podcast, your place for overcoming overwhelm with your health to reach your fullest potential. I'm your host, Casey Kane, and I am so pumped to have you here. I'm a recovering burnt out high achiever who was diagnosed with an autoimmune thyroid condition by my early 30s. I didn't realize that running myself ragged in the name of being superwoman and determined to achieve all the things in life was killing my body. I created this podcast so that you don't have to continue the struggle like I did for over a decade. I sat down, studied the data, and simplified what it means to prioritize your own health needs so that you can be the best for all the things on your to-do list. Everything you hear on this podcast, I have tested and implemented in my own super-packed life with my family to bring you the tips, tools, and strategies that will keep your life simply healthy. Welcome to another episode of the Simply Healthy You podcast. I'm so grateful to be infiltrating your brain with today's topic. Today, I want to talk about whether or not food is running your life. And I know right away you're like, Casey, no, like I've got so much more control over that. But let's dive into this a little bit. I want to start with two questions to ask yourself right now. The first one is, how often am I thinking about food? And the second one is, why? Because if it's for any other reason than genuinely looking forward to or enjoying your next meal or snack, then keep listening because we need a chat, my friend. Food should not be consuming your life. And oftentimes it's because we just don't know what to eat for our goals or for our health. And it's completely confusing on whether or not those are two different things. In diet culture, eating for goals is such an ingrained mentality that we are conditioned to believe that we can't possibly imagine that we are able to eat any way differently when we are trying to hit a specific goal, whether it be weight loss or muscle gain or a certain fitness level. Eating for goals is treated entirely separately than eating for the rest of your life. But why? Why are those two different things? And here's the surefire way to tell if food is controlling your life in that way. Your alarm goes off in the morning and you're either immediately thinking about what you're going to be eating for breakfast because you had wanted to start creating a plan for yourself and having more of an idea in mind of what you're going to do so that you could be more balanced and more nutritious and you didn't do it. Or you don't even give it thought until you're so hungry and cranky that you're staring into the fridge and you have no clue what to do. So you end up just going for a coffee and some kind of protein shake that you probably bought from some MLM that you don't even like, and you're not even sure what's in it and whether or not it's meeting any of your nutritional needs for the day. Then you log on for work, you're dreading that 9 a.m. Zoom meeting because your eyes are just so puffy, your focus has been completely shit lately because you're trying to get this new diet that you signed up for on, you know, under control and figuring out your plan, and you're just not confident in the presentation that you have to give this morning. And you're still hungry because all you had was coffee and protein for breakfast. That shake did nothing for you. And you have no idea what to grab because you didn't put that plan together like you were hoping to. And you're supposed to be doing whole 30 or keto or counting points or calories again. And it's so hard to remember what you're even allowed to eat these days. Now you get to lunchtime 
and you've got that salad that you put together in the fridge, but you are so sick of salads at this point. It's just been the easiest thing for you to throw together, but you're tired of it. And so you sneak some of your partner's pasta leftovers that are sitting in the fridge, and then the guilt immediately sets in. Now you're never going to hit your weight loss goals. You're never going to hit your fitness goals. Why can't you just eat the salad and ignore the hunger like what Karen talks about on her Instagram? She looks great. It must be working, right? Now you get to the afternoon and you've got that mid-afternoon slump. It hits you hard. You know you're going to have to hop on Zoom one more time to talk to your coworkers before the day ends and you are just absolutely dreading it. You're starving. You're starting to get that migraine headache thing you get in the afternoon. So you grab another coffee, try to caffeinate yourself to power through, and maybe you grab a piece of fruit. You've got an apple on the counter because that's fast and you are pretty sure that it's included in your latest fad diet plan. And you pop a few ibuprofen to try to ward off the migraine. Thankfully, when it comes to dinner time, you've already got a HelloFresh dinner plan. So you're like, no brainer, I can cook this. But you're so hungry that you don't take out the carbs that you're not supposed to be eating or the dairy that you're supposed to be cutting out or whatever it is for the fad diet that you're doing right now. And so the guilt sets in again. Karen said that this diet worked great for her and this is how she lost 30 pounds and she has so much energy, but you just love carbs too much. There's no way that you could possibly give them up. And so you resign yourself to never being able to hit your weight loss and your fitness goals and your health goals because you just love carbs too much. And your energy has been so low since you started trying to do this fad diet. You're not as productive as you used to be. You're not losing the weight. And you probably cry at least once a day because everything just feels so damn hard. If any of that sounds like you in any way, I want you to know you're not alone and you're not crazy. These diets are not designed with your body and health in mind. And there is no reason why you can't create a nutrition plan that works for your goals and for your life every day after. There should not be periods of time in your life where you are eating so completely different than you would if you were in this quote unquote maintenance phase. Yes, I understand that, you know, my clients have weight loss goals, my clients have fitness goals, my clients have health goals, and there might be times where we adjust their meal plans accordingly because they are trying to achieve a specific goal. But I will tell you, the fluctuations in their meal plan when they're working towards a goal and when they're just eating to maintain the results that they have gotten, the fluctuations are very small. The changes are very small because when you're feeding your body properly and giving it the nutrients that it needs, there doesn't need to be huge fluctuations. There is, I do not believe in cutting out food groups. (laughs) I know you've heard me say that before, but I literally do not believe in cutting out food groups, unless there's a medical necessity, you have an allergy, or there is something that is really inflaming your body. We'll talk about it. We absolutely will talk about it and address it. But there are very few cases where I encourage clients to completely cut out a category of food because our body needs all of these food groups for different functions in our body. And by cutting them out, we're not giving our body the nutrients that it needs. And so when you create a plan and have that plan in place that you know hits all the nutritional needs 
that your body has. You don't have to have this crazy plan for your goals and then some completely different plan for maintenance thereafter. And and those fluctuations don't work, right? That's why we come off of these fads diets and we end up gaining weight or we end up having energy problems or we end up feeling really heavy in our body, not just from gaining weight, but just lethargic and fatigued and slow and have a hard time keeping up with things and have a hard time with focus. Uh, We don't often feel better when we come off of these fad diets because we don't realize where our nutrient deficiencies have been all this time. So what do we do then? How do we create a plan that works for our goals and works for life every day after? Well, I bet you could guess of my top three tips for avoiding fad diets and not allowing food to control your life in this way, not having it be something you have to constantly be thinking about 24-7. Number one tip, yeah, you guessed it, eat more whole food plants. Eat more plants. You can, as I've said before, get all of the nutrients that you need from eating more whole food plants. And all of these diets that have told us to cut out carbs and carbs include everything from fruits to grains to beans and legumes, like all of those can count under different carb definitions. And all of those carry so many nutrients that our body needs. By cutting those out, you're starving yourself. I mean, carbs are the number one energy source for your brain, for your brain. So when we do things like keto or low carb and we find our focus not as as good as it used to be and we find our productivity lowering, these are the reasons why. It is so much harder for your body to break down fat and protein for energy. It takes so much longer. We need the carbs for quick energy, for quick thought, for quick replenishment. Eating more whole food plants satisfies what your body needs and plants are naturally low in calories. So even though I have worked with many clients with weight loss goals, even though they have those weight loss goals, it is so easy to still be functioning in a place where the number of calories that they are consuming is not equivalent to what they are burning. And I do think that calorie deficits are an oversimplified way to talk about weight loss, but we're not going to get into that on this episode. Yes, you do have to be in some kind of calorie deficit in order for your body to release uh, any weight that you might be holding onto. But one, that calorie deficit is a lot smaller than what you think it needs to be. And two, again, if we are feeding our body properly and giving it the nutrients that it needs, even on the days when you're not necessarily in a calorie deficit, it will still learn to release the things that it doesn't need, like excess weight, like calming inflammation, like reducing stress inside our body. Because more often than not, weight gain is just a symptom of underlying inflammation and aggravation that is in our body. So when that no longer exists, the weight gain uh, starts to dissipate as well. So eat more plants is my number one tip for not allowing food to control your life. The other reason why it's my number one tip is because plants are so full of fiber and fiber is something that naturally keeps us full for longer. Plants all have protein as well. It's a myth that plant does not have an adequate amount of protein or that it's harder to get the protein. 
again, that's another rant for another episode, I think. But every plant is made up of fiber because that is the structure of every single plant. There are over 300,000 uh, edible plants in this world. And everyone has a unique form of fiber. And it's really important because that will help give you sustained energy. It would help keep you full for longer and it will help your body properly break down the nutrients in those plants in order to use it. So eating more plants not only gives you all the nutrients that you need, but it also gives you lots of fiber to help with keeping you full. So you're not going to be thinking about having food all day long. You're not going to be thinking about what you need to eat next because you shouldn't be as hungry all the time when you're satisfying your body's basic needs. My number two tip for avoid avoiding fad diets and not allowing food to control your life is Working on creating a plan. And I know every time I talk about meal planning, I get the eye rolls and it is something that many people loathe. And I will tell you, I used to as well. So I know where you're coming from. When I used to meal plan, it would take me hours. It felt so restrictive. It felt like I would create this plan and then sometimes I wouldn't want to eat what was on the meal plan. And I didn't really know how to change it up because I I didn't have other things in my house. Like I had bought the food for the meal plan and I felt a lot like I was eating similar things every day. My creativity wasn't great with it, but I will tell you with the right tools and strategies, meal planning does not have to be so daunting. It's something that I teach all of my clients in my group coaching program, my one-on-one clients, I even run a separate workshop just for meal planning because having that organization to your week allows you to stop thinking about food all the time. When you put that plan in place and you understand the flexibility within it, you know, that's something that I teach how to have flexibility within it. You don't have to think about what you're eating at the next meal or snack. I literally have mine hanging on my refrigerator so that when it comes time to eat, I just look at my plan and say, okay, this is the next thing that I had mapped out to eat today. Or when it's time to cook dinner, I say, okay, here's what I planned for today. And there are days, plenty of days where I legitimately forget what it was that I had planned for dinner that day. I walk into my kitchen when it's time to start cooking and go, okay, this is what I have planned for dinner today. Let's start cooking. Uh, which sometimes can be problematic if I don't look a little bit sooner and things take a little bit more time, but you get what I'm saying. Having that there allows me to not have it be something that I'm thinking about all day long and taking up space in my brain when I need to be doing other things. I need to be focused on a lot of other things. And I know you do too. So having that organization takes that stress away. It gets to be something that you no longer have to think about for every second. It also gives you more freedom. I know that it doesn't seem that way at first. It feels like, well, Casey, you just told me to write out everything that I'm eating. Like, how is that freeing? How how do I then decide like, oh, I'd rather do takeout today than than the meal that I have planned. All of that is still possible. And one of the things that I teach is how to create some shorter prep meals during your week. So when things get crazy, you do have some quick meals on your list. You're not doing new recipes every single day. There are plenty of times where my day goes a little off track and I have to switch. You know, I have a fast meal planned for Thursday, but Tuesday gets a little bit out of control and I need a faster meal. So I swap Thursday and Tuesday's meals and end up making um, the shorter one on Tuesday instead. So that again, gives me more freedom and knowing that I can flip things around if I need to. And 
I also have a few items that I always keep on backup in my pantry. So some shelf stable things like certain pastas or certain uh, canned beans or things where I know that I can throw those ingredients together in a pinch if I have nothing else to go from. Um, If I really need something fast and or I just don't feel like making what was on the meal plan because I'm a human too. I mean, I don't just make a plan and turn into a robot and execute it no matter what. Uh, There are some times where I just don't feel like having something and being the one that does the cooking most days of the week, I'm the one that gets to decide (laughs) whether or not anyone else in my family uh, has any input on it. So sometimes, you know, I, I will have those certain shelf stable ingredients on hand and certain fresh items in my fridge that I buy every week that I know I can throw together in a pinch for a backup meal if needed. And again, that gives me more freedom. And it takes a little bit of time to get to that place. I don't want to make it sound like this is so easy. And, you know, all of a sudden with these strategies, like here's, here's how it goes. It, it takes some time to figure out what those items are for you and your family, anyone else that you're cooking for. It takes some time to figure out what your flow is when it comes to cooking and things like that. But this also helps with less food waste. It helps with less wasted money because I know when I used to go to the grocery store and look at just just walking through the aisles and looking at what felt good or what looked good. Like, yes, I do still shop in season. You know, I, I have a good understanding of what fruits and vegetables are in season at different times and, and things like that. And sometimes there are things that are on sale. I'm still always looking at store flyers to see what's on sale and maximize my budget that way. But I am doing that while I'm creating my meal plan. I'm not doing that in the grocery store. By the time I am actually doing the grocery shopping, which if you follow me on social media, you know, I talk all the time about how I do grocery pickup. I don't like to go into the grocery stores anymore since I had my daughter because it's just hard to shop with a toddler. (laughs) And I find it so much faster and efficient to be able to just pick the things that I need and not browse in the store. I'm able to stick to my budget better uh, by doing the grocery pickup options. So that's how I go about it. But even still, when I started meal planning and really making this a permanent system for myself, I would do all of the meal planning and look at all the flyers and things before going to the grocery store. So when I was at the grocery store, like, yes, sure, I'm in there and I'm browsing, but I'm sticking to that plan. I'm not buying things that I don't already have a purpose for, that I don't already have an idea in mind on what I'm going to be doing with it. And that's where I had so much food waste and and wasted money before meal planning. I would have the best of intentions and would buy so many great fruits and vegetables and things and want to create these great meals out of it. But without really putting that thought in ahead of time or even having a recipe to use as a framework, I had no idea what to do with some of these things. And I ended up with some really funky meals that I tried to throw together before I was really that practiced at cooking for myself. And just throwing a lot of things away that I didn't use in time because I'd go in there and I'd look at the kale and be like, I don't have a plan for that. I don't know what I'm doing with that. And so I'd skip it and say, I'll, I'll figure it out tomorrow. And tomorrow would come and I still didn't know what to do with the kale. And then, you know, a few days later, the kale's getting all yellow and wilty and you feel sad, but you've got to throw the whole bunch away, right? So my number two tip is meal planning because I think that it ends up affording you so much more organization, so much more freedom, and ends up wasting so much less of your food, of your money, of your time 
not having to be preoccupied with food, uh, all of that. You get to, I feel like it's a set it and forget it kind of method. <laughs> like the infomercials say, set it and forget it. When you've got that plan in place, that's it, you're done. Grocery shopping, like after that, you're done. You've got it and you can just execute from there. My number three tip for avoiding fad diets and not allowing food to control your life and be something that you're thinking about every day is to go at your own pace. And I know this is really hard to do because we're surrounded by people telling us at what rate we should be consuming things and how often we should be eating and what we should be eating. I mean, hell, I'm even sitting here telling you to eat more plants, but you have to do it at your own rate. And that's going to look different for every single person. Some of us do actually do better with bigger changes when we are trying to implement certain things. Some of us do better with saying, okay, this week I'm completely revamping my breakfast and all week long, I'm just going to eat a completely different breakfast. And that works really well. And then maybe next week you attack lunch and maybe the week after that you attack dinners and then maybe you attack snacks. Sometimes doing those bigger chunks does work well. So are you someone who does adapt well to things like that and needs to do like a bigger chunk of an overhaul when it comes to revamping something that you're trying to do? Most of us do better with a more slow and steady pace. And digestively, I will say on the line of eating more plants, I've talked about this before, sometimes slow and steady is a better way to go because digestively, um, you know, with all the fiber in the plants, going to have some discomfort if you take it too quickly for your specific body. So you got to listen to your body. You definitely have to listen to your body and your body's pace will sometimes determine the pace at which you can make these kinds of food changes. And this is something I work on with my clients all the time. And even in my group program, each person is at a completely different rate because it just, it depends on where your digestion is before starting this. But you know, sometimes just mentally slow and steady is better. So you may just look at okay, what's one plant category? Casey says I need to eat five servings of vegetables. Well, I maybe get like two in a day. So maybe I'm just going to try increasing my serving of vegetables to three. Like I'm going to add one serving of vegetables this week and just try to be consistent all seven days this week with getting one more serving of vegetables. Maybe that's where you start when it comes to creating a plan and trying to implement eating more plants and and all of these other things. Your pace is your pace. And you are the only one who can determine that. And I know that sounds really obvious, but again, I think it's just so hard because we are surrounded by so many people telling us that we should be able to just throw everything away in our pantry, in our kitchen and start over again on Monday. And I hate that shit. I mean, I hate that. I used to think and used to operate that way years ago. I used to think, okay, I'm starting this diet. Time to get rid of all the quote junk food and, you know, wipe out everything that I'm used to eating and start over with all these strange foods and this new meal plan on Monday. And that is a surefire way to head straight to burnout mode and not be successful with changing healthy eating habits. It doesn't make any sense. And there's no reason why you have to throw away all the food you love just because you want to implement healthier eating habits. That's why I always tell you to add. Look at what you're trying to add. Let's not focus on what we're trying to take away. Go at your own pace and add in what you are trying to create for healthy eating habits. If this is something you struggle with, feel free to reach out via 
email at simplyhealthycasey at gmail.com or at my Instagram, simplyhealthycasey, K-A-C-E-Y, because this is something I work on intimately with all of my clients so that they can spend less time thinking about food and more time enjoying their life. It shouldn't be something that is on your brain all day long. Like I don't think about what I'm eating all day long. I know around the times that I'm going to eat every day. And at this point, like when I meal plan, I don't even meal plan. (laughs) I really just focus on our dinners when it comes to like writing stuff down and working on variety because I know like our breakfasts are pretty standard and it has a good amount of variety built into it. You know, this, this has been well over a year into creating this eating plan that me and my family now follow. But now it takes me so much less time because I've been working on it all this time. So I want you to get to a place where you're not thinking about food, like unless you're really excited about something, don't get me wrong. (laughs) When we're going to do like takeout night sometimes, and it's from a restaurant I'm really looking forward to that I haven't had in a while, like I get excited about it. And that, but that's for a completely different reason. That's why at the beginning of this episode, I said, ask yourself how often you're thinking about food and ask yourself why. Because I still want you to be excited about your food. It's something that we consume multiple times a day. It is a choice we make multiple times a day, either for or against our health. And without having it be exciting or something that sometimes brings you joy, I mean, that's that's going to get pretty monotonous when you're consuming food that many times a day. And I think that's where a lot of fad diets really cause us some significant issues with our eating and and our food because it's not enjoyable when someone's telling you these are the only things that you're allowed to eat this is the only way you're allowed to eat and this is the only way you're going to be successful you've got to figure that out for yourself so feel free to reach out good health should never be on pause because there's so much flexibility to your foods. You shouldn't feel like you have to either eat for your goals and sacrifice your health to do that or eat for health and sacrifice your goals. Did I say that correctly? I, that should have been vice versa. I think I said that correctly. <laughs> there is absolutely a way to be flexible with your nutrition and still meet your goals. And this is what I do with my clients every single day. And it is mind blowing for them. It is very hard for many of them. They can't imagine the amount of calories they're consuming still equating to weight loss or the fitness goals that they have or lowering their blood pressure and everything. And I have yet to have a client not experience the results that they were setting out to achieve by doing everything that we've laid out. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. And I look forward to having you join me next time. so much for listening to the Simply Healthy You podcast. If these episodes are resonating with you, go ahead and click that subscribe button and leave a review with all the great nuggets that you're taking away from today's episode. I promise you, I read every single one of them as your feedback is really valuable to me in creating future episodes. As your host, I look forward to having you join me for the next episode. But in the meantime, remember, keep it simple and eat more plants.